2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are doing a highly requested topic by you guys uh, on our Patreon, selfhelpless.com slash Patreon, if you want to join and help decide what topics we choose. We are going to do a whole episode
0: about signs that you're in a toxic relationship. Mm, it, it's a juicy one. And oh my gosh, I just realized I look naked on camera right now. I'm <laughs> You do. Wow, you actually look fully <laughs> naked. Let me just pull my dress oh. up. I promise, I am not naked. I am in a strapless sundress. Oh boy, and I'm also. It's so funny because the last few epito- episodes, if you are watching the show. Um, I have been in like a different corner of a different room every time because I'm, mm-hmm. I'll talk about it later. In the process of moving, I'm staying with family. So I'm in my little sister's room right now. If it's looking <laughs> like an LSD jungle, that's what's happening in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot so, going on back there. Yes. Um, so we do have a quote for this episode. Do you want to plug tour dates before we talk about quotables, scouts? Yes.
2: Yeah, so excited to keep these tour dates going. I'm going to be headlining the Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri, August 5th through the 7th and then comedy off broadway comedy club in lexington kentucky august 12th through the 14th the comedy fort in fort collins colorado august 20th through the 21st and then copper blues live in phoenix just got that date um that weekend added to for our phoenix helpsters september 4th through the 5th appleton wisconsin september 16th through the 18th at skyline comedy club oh my god such a mouthful! Yay. Please go to Kel- <laughs> then that's and that's just like what's coming up. There's still m- so much more through the end of the year. So go to kelseycook.com. Get those tour tickets. Tour tickets. Oh, this is like such a tongue twister. <laughs> get your tickets, and then I'm I'm yes. gonna be done talking about my tour dates for the beginning of this episode because my my mouth can't handle it.
0: Oh, uh, that's I, how good Delaney. does it feel to be back on the road doing what you love?
2: Oh my God. It's incredible. It's the best. I, oh, I feel I'm very so fortunate. So yeah. So
0: happy for you, babe. Um Thank and you. yeah, if you are an independent contractor or service-based business owner who would like to increase your revenue and the value of your products and services and your free time by utilizing a minimalist approach to your offer and marketing and operations, you can head over to delaneyfisher.com. I also have a podcast for service providers called eficiionado that releases every other Tuesday and a bunch of free shit on my website for business owners and podcasters and people who are looking to level up their day job at the moment. Reach out to Dell. Okay, so quotable, quotable. you want to do it, Dell? Yeah, this is an Oscar Wilde quote. It was submitted by Helpster Julie over at Patreon. So you can head over to patreon.com selfhelpless self helpless to submit quotables that get on the show. And it says, in this world, there are two tragedies. One is not getting what one wants and the other is getting it. Oh, 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 oh. I feel very called out, Oscar. Very called out. (laughs) Wow. Oh, Oscar. That is a that's a that's a really that's one that really forces you to reflect on some shit. Do you do you feel that way? Like, I will catch myself. (laughs) I will catch myself feeling anxious or complaining in my head about something. And I'm like, I, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I designed my life to be. Why are you being a dick about it? And I'm talking about to myself. Yeah. You know, why why <laughs> right. can't you just yeah. enjoy this? This is and you know it I can snap myself out of it pretty well. But sometimes I will find myself in that trap. Um I don't know. How do you yeah. feel, Kels?
2: Yeah. I I was thinking of it too as like the butterfly effect of when something happens that you've been wanting, but maybe didn't think would actually happen. And then it does. And then you go, oh shit. Well, now that this happened, now I have to prepare for this and this and
0: this and this. And so, yeah. Yeah. It's really weird how quickly you can adapt to like, okay, I got this thing that I've always wanted and now I've adapted and now I want something. There's a new goal. You know, it it happens pretty quick, (laughs) at least for me too. We are very
2: unsatisfied people.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think a lot of the time, yeah. Always striving for more. Yes. Um, All right. Should we get into some statistics and stuff. I mean, this is definitely probably one of the the highest requested topics just throughout the years of doing self-helpless. And of course, we're like finally getting around to just this specifically. Um, But this is from a Forbes 2020 article. It says a survey by the American Psychological Association, 75% of Americans say their boss is the most stressful part of their day. Ooh, that's... Wow, that's that's a high percentage. That's a high percentage. Um, And then toxic friendships are all too common. 84% of women and 75% of men report having a toxic friend at some point. An average of 80% of Americans have experienced emotional abuse. So this is happening to most people in some way, shape, or form, whether this is a friend or a romantic relationship or a coworker, boss, family... You know, there's some emotional abuse manipulation happening probably at some point in your life. And I think it's so helpful knowing what the signs are yeah. um, because it can be very subtle and you don't know really it, it's abuse. And I know, um, you know, for me personally, it's not something I'm still super comfortable talking about in a lot of depth. But um, I, I've definitely been in a couple situations romantically and uh, platonic, a couple of things that it even took me a long time to admit to myself that it was abuse, you know, that it was manipulation, that it wasn't okay. And I think that's, that's hard when you have to kind of come to terms with that, you know, you've been susceptible to this and why is that? And then also I, this is for me, I'm not saying for everybody, but for me, I had to really look at what's my responsibility and part in this and why didn't I have better boundaries for myself? Why did I allow some of this to happen or why did yeah. I not speak up and just trying to figure out how to kind of build those things, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, this is going to be uh, very interesting. I think also
2: it's, it's something that you're told is a really good trait growing up to see the best in people. Yeah. And I feel like I've always seen the best in people and sometimes that can fuck me over because right. I will ignore red flags or I will see somebody's bad behavior and go, well, maybe it's a one-time thing or get, try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And it's we've mentioned it before on here that it's rarely a black and white situation in life. Nobody's ever like completely bad or completely good. Right. And if you're somebody who tends to focus on the good in somebody – it can get easy to be sucked into toxic
0: situations. Totally. And I think there's a happy medium. And I know, you know, we've talked about this on the show before where um, sometimes something really is an isolated event or incident and, you know, you, you work through that and then sometimes it is a pattern and so I think I've become very aware where I will give somebody the benefit of the doubt if it happens one time and then if it if it if it seems to be a pattern then I I kind of think that, okay I might need some boundaries around this area yeah and, and kind of go from there so I think yeah it's kind of figuring out what you need to do for yourself and what makes you feel good yeah um, you mentioned you still look
2: so naked to me by the way <laughs> I know, I like-
0: to hunch over to be close to the mic, but I do. I'm like, the clip for this episode is going to be very
2: interesting. Yeah. People are going to be like, wow, they're getting very clickbaity. They're just nude. Because oh <laughs> if you God. like, okay, lean forward for a second. Yeah oh my god and you look naked too wait what are you wearing that's what i'm saying i just put all my hair forward to cover my oh literally my god just look like- perfect
0: humaira if you could just snapshot this screenshot right here <laughs> oh my god it's like did delaney join that commune yes. <laughs> finally she finally did it that's her new bedroom behind her oh there's vines on the oh wall oh my yeah. gosh yeah, that's so funny um <laughs> Well, you, I think you kind of touched on this already, but I feel Kelsey and I are probably just going to go back and forth through different signs and stuff that, you know, are on the internet and personal kind of experiences and stuff like that. But I think you kind of touched on this where, um, I, I have felt that if I'm constantly making excuses for someone's behavior, that, that can be kind of a a warning sign where I'm usually Mm -hmm. saying, oh, they mean well, uh, don't take it personally. They've been through a lot. You know, it's just, it's just them, how they are. And even if the behavior is really, really not great, you know, really toxic, I tend to, um, when I hear about somebody's trauma or what they've been through, uh, that completely affects me forever. When I think about that person, I'm always thinking about the behavior coming up and how it relates to probably that trauma. And my first response is empathy, Always. Compassion, yeah. empathy. And then at one, you know, at a certain point, you have to realize that you can have compassion, and empathy for somebody and not be in a relationship with them. Um, you can love them and want the best for them from afar, but you really have to have empathy for yourself, which I know we've talked about. <laughs> My favorite sign that I've ever had is if you are Googling how to know when you're in a toxic relationship, you're probably in one. That's uh, the one, one on. for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, because not at that close. point, then you're looking not only for validation of what you're going through, but I think you're looking for community. You're looking yeah. for... To not feel alone in what you're going through. Right. Because and if maybe you are in a toxic – Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kels. Oh, no, sorry, I just say if you are in a toxic relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship or work, you feel alone, I think, because you're like, am I going crazy? What's happening? Like why Why does this person do this? So
0: I think if you're Googling, there's, there's different –
2: uh, reasons why.
0: Right. It's almost like you have an awareness that something isn't right. And maybe you're comparing that relationship to other relationships in your life that feel very healthy and positive and stuff like that. Um, and maybe also kind of looking for answers of like, if this is what I think it is, how do I safely remove myself? Or how do I set yeah. boundaries so it doesn't affect me negatively yeah. going forward? I think uh, walking on eggshells when you feel like you're not really- That's
2: one i wrote down that's the number one thing i wrote down
0: why don't don't i hand it over to you for that one Kels? we oh
2: well i just i love that we're kindred spirits (laughs) that we both wrote the exact same fucking thing yeah um yeah i think for me that's that is my surefire sign that there's something up in whatever situation i'm in whether it's with i've I've had some very toxic bosses in the back uh in my past and some toxic friendships, some toxic relationships. And if I find myself unable to either be myself or like speak my mind and, and feel like there's something maybe tough that I need to talk about with this person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can't, then there's something happening there.
0: Right. Right. Cause it's I don't like- feel that
2: they're going to, it's going to be met with a good
0: response. Right. I think to kind of piggyback off of that, it's almost like um, for me in the past, it's almost like if I disagree with this person in any way, it's not going to be good. There's going to be some kind of punishment of some kind, whether it's um, whether it's an, an outburst of some kind, whether it's silent treatment, whether it's, you know, belittling comments or whatever it might be. So, well, this is just for me, how I've coped with it. Even if you disagree with what that person is saying or doing, it's not worth mentioning because you would rather just avoid the wrath of that person And that's what feels right for you in that situation. It's like, okay, I, I could say this and there could be some kind of blow up. And, and at some point, maybe that is how I take care of myself. But for, for me right now to preserve my energy and sanity, I'm not going to say anything. So I can just kind of move on to the next topic or get out of this situation and go about my life kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not to be corny and bring... I feel like I've been bringing in a lot of pop song lyrics lately into our
0: <laughs> podcast. They're always we'll welcome. Just, we'll
2: be talking about something and I'm like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of... So the song Roar by Katy Perry mm-hmm. is all about getting her power back after a relationship. And I remember listening to that song a lot after a breakup many, many years ago. And there's a line that's... Um, what does she say? Uh... I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath, scared to rock the boat and make a mess. Oh, so I sat yeah. quietly, agreed politely. And I oh. feel like that is such a common theme with walking on eggshells. If you get to a point where you're just like, I just, it's more peaceful to not say anything and have my voice not be heard. Yes. Then for there to be a, a fight or a problem.
0: Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. Um, I think for me, and when I'm walking on eggshells, um, it's I'm not being my true self. I'm not being my real authentic self. I'm not speaking right. my mind. I'm not forming a deep connection because part of me is holding back or not being right. honest in some way because out of a lot of fear. And so I think that's part of it too, is like when you feel like for me in the past, if I felt like I couldn't be my full self around that person, maybe I'm just, I'm not breathing as easily. I'm kind of in my head a lot more. I'm not being as silly or goofy or whatever. That's when I kind of realized like, well, you know, whatever is happening, I'm not really comfortable. I'm not right. really able to express myself. And right. um, that can be kind of part of, for me, kind of in tandem with walking on eggshells, what that, what that can feel yeah. like.
2: Yes te- definitely mm-hmm. definitely um, what's another one on your
0: list? a huge one is I mean this is a big one if I um, constantly feeling guilt tripped into things constantly feeling obligated to do stuff that I don't want to do um, feeling pressured into doing something like if I don't if I don't do something perfectly for this person there's going to be some kind of issue um, yeah. whether there's you know, Talking negatively around, uh, you know, behind my back about it or um, visibly upset or whatever the reaction is going to be. Silent treatment, withholding affection, withholding affection, withholding love, whatever it might be. Um, uh, Yeah. So. If I'm feeling pressured and I kind of catch myself, I'm only doing this out of fear, not because I genuinely want to do this for this person. That's, I don't think that's a good place to be for, you know, either party. Um, Right. So that pressure, like if I'm feeling that pressure in a relationship, um, I'm usually like, this is not, this is not a good fit because, you know, so many relationships I have are no pressure. No, no pressure. Simple. Very, very freeing. Yeah. So I think as I've gotten older, especially um, and I mean, this podcast, we've been doing this for four years. It's all about personal growth and reflection and all of that. Um, Yeah. I start just taking stock of who's in your life and who makes you feel really good and, and gives you energy and who depletes your energy and it doesn't feel very good. And I think that's just a part of it as well.
2: Next one on my
0: list is you
2: are afraid to tell your friends about this person's behavior.
0: Oh, that is a good one. I did a bit
2: um, on it last year and I need to, I should keep doing it. I only did it a few times, but the idea that women, I think in particular, feel really conflicted when we find red flags in a romantic relationship because women so badly want their girlfriends to approve of their partner their romantic yeah. partner yeah at least in my experience and and with my friends it's like there's a little bit of like a hey i like this is them and you want everybody to be on board and and really like them especially if you live in a place where you and your friends hang out in a group with maybe your significant others or whatever so if you start to see red flags you want to be able to confide in your friends to talk it out and be like, hey, what do you think about this? But once you tell a friend about a particular red flag, you can't ever untell it. Right. Then they know it and it can change their opinion of that person forever. So the bit I was doing on stage is like, once you see the red flag and you tell your friend, you can't put it back in the box. You know, it's like, it's just like out there, you put it in the ground for forever. And then you either as a friend or your friends, depending who it is in the situation, decide, okay, is this something I, as a friend, I'm going to think about always or like kind of go, oh, this is something that that person can maybe work on or they can work through as a couple. But um, if you find yourself censoring what the experience actually was that you had with somebody or are currently having, to make them sound better to your friends than maybe they actually are or that you're actually being treated like that to me is a really big red flag.
0: Yeah, that is such a good one. Um, I think a, a, a big one for me too, especially as I've gotten older is um, if I don't like the person I am when I'm around that person, that's a problem. And that's kind of going back to like being, you know, not being your authentic self. But if I find that I'm not, I'm not like, sticking up for someone who's being talked about in a negative light because i'm uh, fearful of doing so or um you know i'm keeping secrets or or lies or something for somebody or um, I don't know, like I'm involved, like I know something about some kind of weird manipulative plan that makes me feel like this is totally not in alignment with the person that I want to be and the values that I have in other relationships. And so I think that's a big one too. When you feel like you're not really proud of yourself in a situation, I think that can be really tough too. Um, That's such a good one. That's such a good one. Yes. And, um, you know, I obviously like it's, yeah, it's, it's something where I'm, I want to take responsibility for my part of, of these things too. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like, no, don't want a victim blame at all. Um, but I think there are things that I, I realized, and I probably could have done differently in hindsight a lot earlier. And I think I, it just took me a long time to get courage to leave certain situations. Um, and yeah, so I think that's, that's a big one. Uh, for me as well. Definitely. Oh, the, and that kind of goes in line with if you're around somebody and they're, you know, if you are spending time with somebody and really majority of what they talk about is negative things about other people, don't think you're the fucking exception. You are the rule. If they are talking about everybody in their life negatively, you have to know logically that when you are not around, they're doing the same thing to you or about you. And I think you kind of if you're if you're close to somebody or whatever it might be, you kind of like hold out hope that that's not true and that you are the only person on the planet (laughs) that they're not saying things about. Um, But I think I think we all deep down know logically that's really not true. And our our emotions can kind of get in the way of that as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, So that's a
0: big one. If they're smear campaigning a lot, you know, you're part of that campaign. You just you're not around for it. And if you
2: feel that goes along with what you're saying, if you don't really feel like you can be your authentic self, if you feel that in order to have successful conversations with the person that you have to participate in that, the whole idea of communication accommodation theory, it's like, well, this is the topic right now. So I guess I'm going to talk about this with them. It's so easy to get pulled into that world. And I think the older you get and the more comfortable you get with yourself, you should feel more um, more comfortable going like, hey, eh, like, let's talk about something else or, or just like changing the subject naturally right. and not really necessarily giving into that sort of constant negativity. Not to yeah. say it, like nobody's fucking sunshine and rainbows all the time. And right. of course, like you call friends or your significant other or whatever. And sometimes you are like, ugh. This shit's happening and it sucks. But if it's like a chronic thing where when you're talking to somebody, they are always being negative or shit talking or whatever. And you just – if you get off the phone call and you feel like you need a shower, you're just like, (laughs) Like, that just felt dirty. Right. That felt dirty, then something there. Absolutely. I think a big thing with what we're talking about today is our our patterns. Like if you are seeing this over and over – if it's right. chronic, then that's, I think, a, a big thing.
0: Right. If you feel like th- – yeah. this is for me as well. Um, if you feel like you've had the same conversation or you've been hearing the same things for a really long time in, in anybody tuning in, this could be um, for a year or years or decades. If you feel like you're having the same conversations over and over and the person is having the same kind of patterns – and you just feel exhausted by it. Um, and they keep repeating those things without actually trying to like problem solve or like being open to solutions. I have kind of learned that, um, it's, it, 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 it kind of feels like wasted energy or effort to be of support in that manner because yeah. it really, all it is, is draining, draining your, resources and time and energy um, versus a very different experience when you have a conversation with somebody. They're going through a rough time because we all do. um, But then there's a point where they start taking steps to maybe change their situation that they're not happy with or whatever it might be. Um, That feels like very different. It doesn't feel like wasted energy. Um, yeah. and, and when you're supporting something something like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, that that's that another pattern too, having the same conversation or the same topic is coming up over and over um, can feel, yeah, just kind of yeah. confusing. That's on my list too is actions versus words.
2: Right. This becomes such a big thing for me as I've gotten older is watching somebody actually do something instead of just talking about doing it.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. And it's so weird because sometimes, especially if you're dealing with emotional manipulation, the person can be telling you one thing and doing the exact opposite thing, Either even in the same sentence. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not the kind of person who does this thing while doing this thing directly to you in that moment in time, right? Um, yeah. Or... Saying one thing and doing an opposite thing behind your back. Um, I've been even been in situations where somebody will tell me something that somebody else has done to them and then finding out later they were the person doing it to that person. So it's yeah. really, really strange what I think they call cognitive dissonance, right? Where um, yeah. it's really, it can be very confusing and you really have a hard time deciphering what's real um, and yeah. what's not. Right. Yeah, and wanting to give people—if if you see the best
2: in people, wanting to give people the benefit of the doubt, wanting to give people some time, right? Because yeah. sometimes people will say, "I'm going to do this thing," and you kind of set a timer in your head of like, "Okay, I hope that by X amount of time they will do it." And then right. sometimes that date comes and you check back in and they have an excuse, and right. you go, "Oh, well, I mean that sounds valid." So, okay, and then you get into a cycle of date extensions of pushing a date back, pushing a date back, pushing not like a literal romantic date. I mean, like a calendar date in your mind of is this going to happen by then? Right. And before you know it, sometimes that just does not happen. And uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um,
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. Um, Another thing I I think is a a big one is um, if you feel like things that you are sharing with somebody in confidence, you're confiding in somebody about something, if those things are taken and exploited in front of people, that's a really big sign that that person is not trustworthy. They really don't care about your well-being. That's um, a big one. I mean, that's, that's like such like one. an obvious,
2: like, yeah, right. Hello,
0: red flag. Right. Big, big red flag. And um, so that's that's something where if you if you share something that was meant for that person and it was maybe something sensitive or something whatever, um, that you're going through, or something about your family that you're just not comfortable sharing with people you don't know very well, or whatever. And at every opportunity they can, they mention it in front of people. They, you know, they do something, they make a comment to you, and then you have to explain yourself about the Thing. This is one that uh, friendships come to mind more for this,
2: but also, I mean, absolutely can be applied to romantic relationships. You're putting in more effort. If Mm. you find that you are taking the initiative more or, um, or kind of like being the one to invest more energy and thought to me, if that's a consistent pattern, that's, that's not always a great situation.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: I've had, and it's like you guys here on the show know I've had some of my best friends for like 25 years, like very, very long time. And I want to point out, I think there's a difference sometimes if somebody's just truly like not a phone person in general. um, I've learned that there are just different communication styles and it's not indicative of somebody's amount of love and the friendship or anything like that. But there are other times where you can tell, like, it's this isn't a person that it's like a. They're just not the best with their phone. It's they just don't care as much and they're more into taking than giving. Then, yeah, you then you know,
0: yes, absolutely. Just feeling like you're being controlled. Um, where I feel like, um, in the past, in these past situations where. I just feel like I don't have any options, even though logically I really do. I just feel like what that person says is what I have to do, what has to be done. And even though, you know, logically that isn't true, um, it hasn't ever felt that way. So there's like this illusion of not having a lot of options when it comes to the situations or things, the actions that you might be doing or taking that don't feel like a good fit. I would
2: also add to that because I think when you are feeling controlled, you feel small. And that's a really big thing for me is if I feel small around the person,
0: Mm. if I
2: feel like I have to be perfect around them, if I'm constantly overthinking what I'm saying when I'm around them or censoring myself, that's a problem for me because I think It means I am picking up on an energy from them that they are judgmental or critical or that I'm not actually emotionally safe to be vulnerable around that person or be imperfect. So I become that very small version of me, which is kind of like a very just take away um, any quirkiness. It's just like I'm going to be very just basic and try to not do anything um, what am I looking? I just feel like when I'm myself, I'm I'm really goofy and silly. Yeah. And when I feel like I can't be that way, I just get I just shrink.
0: I shrink yeah, it's it. like if you're contracting yourself instead yeah. of like feeling like you can breathe and expand around yeah. that person or and yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Another one is just um Pathological lying. If if they if they lie, right? some of yours make me laugh because like,
2: <laughs> if they share a very large secret that you ask them not to share, probably red flag. If they are a pathological liar, hey. Maybe a sign as a toxic relationship. <laughs> not
0: great. It's so funny because some are so subtle and some are so in your face. Yeah. But when you've been in if, when you've been kind of conditioned, um, especially if it's like a long-term relationship, even right. the stuff that should feel so in your face, you can make excuses for. Right. Um, if they've yeah, the- committed murder, probably a red <laughs> if flag. They- <laughs> if they are beheading people in their garage, probably not great. Um, probably a time to to
2: find somebody else yeah but
0: yeah the and the lying can just be about anything they're lying about you know having this kind of appointment when it's really this kind of appointment it could be very trivial things that they're lying about but there is consistent lying there and you've been present while it's happening and um you've seen that that's something that is just kind of um you know just, I think that that's kind of giving you a hint about other lies. Like you're seeing some of the smaller lies maybe, or even some of the big ones. And I think that's just kind of, um, yeah, I think that dissolves trust that can really dissolve trust pretty quickly. Cause then you kind of think, well, what other stuff are they lying about that I'm not kind of around to right to know or see or hear about. Right. Yeah. And of course there's like really big ones too. Um, that are very obvious, but still can be very challenging. Like I was in a romantic relationship. Um, and I feel like I took a lot of responsibility for this relationship because I truly did not know what was going on. Um, but I was in a romantic relationship where any time that we were in a fight or maybe I wanted to leave or take a break or something, the person would threaten to kill themselves or harm me or my family. So there were actual clear threats of if you go, it's not going to be good for you or anybody that you love. Um, oh so that's, a, that's, a, that's one where you feel like, and this, I was a lot younger. So I'm yeah. thinking, um, th- I, again, this person has a lot of going on. There's trauma here. They don't mean it. Um, They just really love me. You know what I mean? And that's how they're they're sharing it. I'm special because they wouldn't react this way if I
2: I wasn't that important to them.
0: It's almost easier to, for me, it's almost easier to tell yourself those things instead of this is not a good situation and you got to get out of here um i think yeah. I, at that point it was a lot easier to make excuses about what's going on especially when you care about somebody yeah. um i had a lot of like cyber um cyber uh, stalking and bullying happening as well in in a couple instances as too and they were just so they felt trivial but looking back i was like oh that was a very that was a problem that was harassment um and that wasn't okay, no. but I was still kind of in the pattern of being in in that um relationship. Um, yeah. also, you know, there, if if there's any physical abuse happening of any kind, um, even if you don't it, it's interesting because I think if when i've when I have thought about physical abuse previously, I've always thought of like that's really obvious, right? You're being you're being punched or kicked or something where it's like, there's no question I'm being physically abused. Right. Um, But then there's other things that are a lot more subtle that you don't think maybe in the moment is what that is, or you can explain it away. Like um, we had Dr. Sarkis on saying like somebody standing in your doorway and not allowing you to leave or somebody smacking your arm or your hand a lot or um, you know, that kind of thing. And um, you know, I, like I've been I've been pushed against a wall very, very hard and was told that I tripped, you know, I was you know, you know, you logically know when you're being pushed against a wall. Yeah. Um, but when the story keeps changing, like, oh, you tripped or no, I tripped and fell into you or whatever it is. You, yeah. you have you're in this weird situation of like your logic is telling you, listen, your body knows when you've been pushed and you know what the difference is between push and, and falling and all that stuff. Yeah. But then you're, you're there's a person that you truly believe really loves you and cares about you and loves you unconditionally. So why would they push you? That can't make sense either because right. they care about you. So it can't be that I was pushed. I have to be wrong. They have to be right because this person loves me. So sometimes right. it really can be – it can feel subtle even though somebody else might learn yeah. about that and say that's not subtle at all. That's a problem, you know.
2: That's why relationships, whether it's romantic or friendship or whatever, it's, they're tricky because they are not black and white. Right. That person, whoever that was that pushed you, I'm sure did love you. Right. And yet they also were capable of
0: doing that. So it's – yes. A lot of gray area. What do you do. Yeah. Gray and you lo- I think you, lo- and you're looking at the full person. You're looking at all the good times and the shitty times, but it's, it can be really hard to separate when you have a lot of love and memories and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. That old joke of mine about the
2: bag of shit, you got to look at the person you're with and go, how big is this bag? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and and what kind of shit is in your bag? Cause everybody has one. Nobody's perfect, but some bags of shit it's like a carry-on bag and other times it's like you have to pay to check it and it's over the maximum weight and there's explosives in there and it's craziness you know like you you really have to evaluate what you're willing to deal with right
0: yeah and what you're bringing
2: in your bag of shit as well like doing that work with your shadow self and being like okay this is these are some of my weaknesses in a relationship
0: how can I work on this Absolutely. Um, and gosh, I, I mean, I remember like coming home and I, I we're going to have to put a trigger warning on this. Obviously I've never really talked about this on the, on the podcast before, but I would come home with bruises on a part of my body and explain it away. Like, uh, they were just joking. That was just a game that, that didn't mean anything, you know? And like, as you, as you're a, you're a young impressionable person, you, why would you You know, why would you automatically think somebody is doing something to harm you? I don't think you really think that, you know, I don't, my head doesn't go there. So it's hard for me to put myself in somebody's shoes who does go there. It doesn't really compute. Um, But it's so interesting. Sorry, doll. It's okay. Thank you. Um, I've worked a a lot of it out in therapy. (laughs) Thank God for therapy. Um, Betterhelp.com. (laughs) Betterhelp.com. Um, and so, you know, it's interesting, the, the, the you know, hand very few um, relationships and situations, it hasn't been a, a ton, but the things that I have been in that were not a good situation, I can look back at my first reactions and gut feelings around the person, and I realized the gut feeling like something's not right was there. And um, I just ignored it. Like, I can remember the first instances of things where I'm like, something feels a little bit off about right now, but, you know, it's probably fine. No big deal. Let's just push through it and move on. And so that's interesting that even as a, you know, younger person, you still might be noticing things, but um, I think it's easier to dismiss stuff. And now, and you know, not, now that I'm in my thirties, I am very ultra aware of my gut reactions and stuff to to things and they really dictate a lot of how I live my life my decisions who I'm around all of that kind of stuff yeah absolutely yeah yeah
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't
1: get any better than this.
0: Also, I know we've, because depending on, you know, what episodes you've tuned into, we got the the gas sliding one coming out soon. Um, We've done some on NPD now. I'm sure there'll be many others, but, um, you know, things have been touched on as far as like, if you feel like you're being manipulated in the sense that you're, you're feeling like you're being pinned against somebody else a lot. um, That's kind of a weird thing. Or if you feel like you're being isolated away from people that care about you. I just remember instances of being told something about somebody that I was very close with, that I loved, and finding out later that that person was being told a totally different thing. And so we were both being lied to, to dislike each other, to kind of isolate us away from each other. And that's really interesting because all it took was a conversation to realize that was happening. But why would you think to have a conversation with somebody you would just kind of take it at face value that, especially if you're a young person that this person is, doesn't really care about you. So why would you say, I'm going to go have a conversation with that person and see if that's true. I don't think that wasn't my go-to of course, it's very different, you know, now. Um, and then, if they are upset when you are getting close to other people, if you find that when you have a romantic relationship, maybe this is a friendship or a coworker or anything, um, if you find that you having other friends is an issue for them, you having a romantic relationship is an issue for them. Um, there's jealousy or weird sabotage going on, and that's not healthy. And
2: <laughs> or if you're in a romantic relationship and that person doesn't want you to have any friends.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like, if it's not like, yeah, the, the more the merrier have as much, I mean, Kelsey, I want you to have as much love and support in your life as, as you want. Um, thank you, you know. so much, Delaney. I wish <laughs> yeah. the same for you. Hey, no problem. Um, a big one that I can think of looking back to in some of these instances is nothing ever felt simple, like no event, no outing, no conversation, nothing felt easy. It just felt like we could just be going out for coffee and it would be like, you know, the person like can't find their wallet and then we're fighting on the way to the, get to coffee and then we get to coffee and they spill their drink and then we're talking. It, nothing ever felt simple. Yeah. And it felt, everything felt really hard and, and took a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. But yeah, anything, anything else? Kels, on your end? That's my list. Okay. I'm sure,
2: I'm sure we could also go on and on about it. But that was, those are the main things I wrote down. And um, yeah. thank you. Thank you, patrons, for wanting this to be an episode. And I, I hope it's helpful. I feel like these sort of episode topics in particular can really hit people when, when they need it. And we hope that that's the sort of thing that helps you on this show, is that maybe you needed to hear this episode during a time where you're feeling like, hey, I need a sign. I think I'm in a toxic relationship. And then right. maybe our episode pops into your feed and you're like, oh shit, this is what I'm going through. So um, we're here for you. We, we hope that you are having healthy relationships in your life and, and all that good stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, if you want us to continue this conversation and send things in as well that we didn't cover that you noticed that could be helpful, um, this will probably be an ongoing topic, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um. All right. So, Del, you have an iTunes review of the episode, right?
0: Yes, we do. Um, This one is from Heather Anita G. It says, Recovering Perfectionist, loving this podcast. And it says, in true perfectionist fashion, I have procrastinated far too long in writing this review because I wanted to do it justice. There's so much that can be said as this podcast has helped me through many tough times. I originally found the podcast years ago by searching for minimalist tips and quickly fell down the rabbit hole of listening to all their great episodes they connect with the audience by each utilizing their unique personalities to share various self-help tools in a funny and non-judgment non-judgmental way i had the great pleasure of seeing them all perform comedy at delaney's special oh my god that's very sweet and was also able to see taylor and kelsey two other times thank you all for being the friends i never had and for reminding me of my self-worth and strength with love heather that's so cool to think that we all met we all met heather that's neat
2: Yes, Heather. That's so nice. Very Thank nice. you. Oh, your review made Mia want to come say hi. As <laughs> always, you can watch our episodes on YouTube to we see go. occasional glimpses of our fur babies. Fur babies. They're very yes. sweet and just want to give love. And yes. you can also see Delaney look naked on camera
0: for <laughs> I know. an hour. I tried my golf. best then I gave up halfway through. I'm like, you know, it's it is what it is. Myra
2: um, should just cut this into a clip. Just for people to have a smile on their face <laughs> on
0: Instagram for a second and just see my
2: precious baby. And me watching you Just <laughs> to cuddle.
0: Me Aww. watching Kelsey cuddle her cat while I'm completely topless. Um, just a little
2: ASMR. I think like everybody <laughs> likes to see a, a good cat cuddle.
0: Something for everybody. Do
2: you have any uh, segments for you this know, episode? I, I don't have any particular segments uh, today, but again, just would like to remind people – Go get some tickets for my tour dates, Kelseycook.com. So excited to get out there. And there's a ton coming. I mean, it's like it's like almost every weekend through the end of the year. There's like a ton coming. So, so go get some tickets. I would love nice. to see you guys.
0: Yay. I just want to give it a little good good shit moment. Um, I went to one of my wonderful friends, Sarah's weddings this past weekend in Santa Barbara. It was so beautiful. It was just everything was amazing. It was so great seeing her and um I hadn't been in I didn't really spend time in Santa Barbara in so long we both went to UC Santa Barbara so the last Mm. time we really spent time in Santa Barbara was when we were both college students so it was weird like being there when we're like adults with like husbands and shit very strange yeah um so just congratulations to Sarah and Nick on a beautiful um wedding and wonderful marriage and I love you both very much oh that's very sweet Okay,
2: guys. All right, everybody. hope you're having an awesome Monday. Have a great week. And we will talk to you next time, okay? Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Delaney. I reflected a bit after Kelsey and I recorded this episode and realized I felt myself holding back a bit on this topic and really felt myself getting uncomfortable sharing about this stuff during the recording. And I realized a big part of that uncomfortability was because the people who I've been involved with where mistreatment occurred, they consistently played the victim card um, in order to manipulate myself and others. And I find it really hard to separate that experience from speaking openly about the situations I've been in. Many of you know who've been tuning in for Four years. I haven't really spoken about this stuff, um, especially in depth. And that has really been out of fear of being seen as playing a victim um, the way these people did. And I don't feel like a victim. I feel like an empowered, independent woman who has a lot more information as an adult than I did when I was younger. And these experiences taught me a lot about self-worth and what that can really look like. And I just think it's time to get over myself and stop giving a shit what people might think. And in a way, I feel like I'm finally taking my power back at 31 and standing up for myself in a way that the younger version of me just couldn't. And in turn... I hope that I'm standing up for the person who might be tuning into this needing validation or answers or acknowledgement of some kind. So some other things to be mindful of when you are trying to determine if you are in an unhealthy relationship or situation. You might be finding yourself in dangerous situations that put you or your loved ones at risk because you are afraid to disappoint this person by not doing something they want you to do or something that they've asked you to do. This can be physically at risk or perhaps you know you know of illegal activities they're involved in, so you're you know, taking a legal risk by being associated with them, etc., The person might be demanding a lot of your time, energy, resources, attention, and it's causing you to feel really exhausted and even neglect yourself or other relationships in your life because you are consistently drained. You might feel like their demands of you are never ending. And when you think you're done, there's a whole set of new ones and nothing ever seems to be good enough. So no amount of time energy, et cetera, is good enough. And this might just either not be a great fit just personality-wise in a relationship where expectations are not matching up, or the person clearly knows that you don't really have a desire to give as much energy as they feel entitled to. And that can just be disrespectful of your needs and boundaries. If you have been made to feel like you are doing something wrong, if you do something without this person or spend time with others, you might be hiding things they do from other people. Kelsey brought up a great point that you might hide things from your friends because you want your friends to like the person you're dating. Um, I can remember hiding bruises from my family because deep down I knew it wasn't okay. If the person finds joy in hurting other people or who finds it fun to plot how to hurt other people... And along those lines, someone might think they love you, but if they are emotionally or physically abusing you, that that really isn't love, even though they might truly feel like it is a part of their love and how they show love. So knowing that difference is important. You might notice a pattern where the conversation always revolves around them and their issues and they rarely ask about you. And if they do ask, they either aren't listening or it's short-lived or it's interrupted by something else and forgotten, et cetera. So if you're feeling like something is kind of one-sided, Or that this person doesn't know you very well or doesn't care to know you very well. And or you might not feel safe or comfortable sharing information with them, whether it's about your personal life, your professional life, because you've learned from past experience that they are not trustworthy in some way. They might dish out a lot of critical comments to things that you say. You know they'll tell others something you shared with them behind your back. They're generally judgmental um, about anybody who doesn't feel the exact same way they feel and so on. If they make you feel responsible for their emotional well-being, if you feel like you are getting dumped on emotionally over and over again and they expect you to help or rescue them continuously, if the things that have happened to you or are currently happening to you started happening to someone you cared about getting honest about what you would really tell that person. You know, would you tell them that it's wrong and encourage them to get out of the situation? If you find yourself taking the blame or quickly apologizing for things that truly aren't your fault, just to avoid a confrontation with someone and not the kind of confrontation that leads to solutions and is a discussion, but you're really truly trying to avoid an unhealthy confrontation that is solely designed to make you feel like you are just always wrong or stupid, et cetera. And this pattern of you taking the blame or being a scapegoat or whatever it might be, uh, might even be seeping into other relationships you have as well. Getting so caught up in another person's chaos that you do things that you might not be proud of as well because you are reacting to this person's behavior or treatment of you, or you might feel like you're kind of in survival mode. For example, I was once in a situation where I was being cheated on consistently and I ended up messaging the girl something like, you know, you two deserve each other because you both suck or whatever, that kind of stuff. Where if I was able to take a step back from the situation and think clearly... I would be able to say to myself, Hey, this is not a good situation. Stop interacting with this person completely. And you won't even be caught up in wanting to take an action like that towards another person. And later was able to recognize that the girl involved was probably also being lied to. And, you know, I found myself acting out towards her more so than the person doing the cheating and doing something like that felt a lot easier than removing myself from the situation completely. You might find that the person makes your big events and or milestones about them um, by either causing a scene or wanting to be the center of attention in some way or wanting to control the situation. You might get out of a relationship and discover that many other people have had to leave or distance themselves from the person. And you might have feelings, kind of feeling, I don't know, a little dumb for falling for stuff um, and even upset or regretful that it seems like other people were able to see that it wasn't a good situation pretty early on and were able to set boundaries pretty early on and you weren't. I just want to say you're not dumb. Um, Like Kelsey said, seeing the good in people can be a really great quality, but it's good to be mindful about when your want or need to see the good in someone becomes a detriment to you. And all you can do is learn from the situation and take better care of yourself as you move forward. You might notice that you feel better when you are not around them or in contact with them. You might feel free, happy, have more energy and so on. And you notice a significant difference when you are back in an environment with them. Honestly, addressing The behaviors you have been around or even picked up yourself as a result of being involved in a relationship like this that you need to remove or improve upon that do not serve you. This can happen when you've been conditioned to tolerate or participate in certain behaviors. So, evaluating yourself is important so you can have healthy, happy relationships with others and moving forward. If you are constantly hearing comments like, oh, come on, you're so sensitive, or oh my God, you're not fun anymore, or so-and-so is a pathetic loser, etc. directed at you or other people to try to excuse, cover up, or distract from the person's behavior or their treatment of other people. Or the person dishes out a lot of belittling comments. These comments can be about really anything. They might be about your interests, your appearance, the stuff you own, other friends you have. It can literally be about anything. Their behavior is destructive to themselves, you, others. There might be neglect, fraud, stalking, theft, lying to law enforcement, continuously getting fired for reasons they brush off, driving under the influence a lot, et cetera. You feel having them in your life is a liability. If you are leaving a lot of situations feeling like, oh, that could have been really bad, or or I'm really lucky that nothing horrible happened. The person seems unable to admit fault or take responsibility for mistakes or for their actions, and on the rare chances they do apologize or it seems like they're taking responsibility, it can be traced back to a manipulation of some kind, whether they were trying to get you to do something for them or get you to stay in the relationship or get you to feel sorry for them and so on. The person might consistently remind you of everything they've done for you or how long they've been in your life, whether this is directly or indirectly reminding you of the loyalty that you should have to them. And this can get confusing because the person may have objectively done a lot for you in different ways, but it doesn't excuse or cancel out abuse. And there are other people who do a lot for you or would do a lot for you without the harmful aspects of the relationship. There are obviously a lot of different signs and people behave these ways for a lot of different reasons, whether they were neglected or abused themselves, mental illness and so on, but it doesn't excuse anything and you don't have to stay if you can leave safely. And then I just want to list some hotlines for you. This is from Verbal Abuse Journals is the site that these are listed on. Uh, the first one is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So if you feel frightened or uneasy about something in your relationship, you can call 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-787-3224. The next one is the Love is Respect Teen Hotline. So if you think your significant other abuses you or if they act in ways that concerns you or your parents, um, this hotline also has a chat feature if you cannot or don't want to call in, but the number is one 331 9474 or one 331 8453 And the last one is the Rain hotline. This is for sexual abuse, verbal abuse, and domestic abuse. Their number is 1-800-656-4673. Again, hoped this episode helped someone out there, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend, or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah.